Tag Box Talk, and this is Horse Stories with a Purpose. Who are we? We are equine educators, but we are owners. We are judges. We are competitors. We are coaches. We are volunteers. We are moms. We are horse owners just like you, and we want to share our horse stories with a purpose. Extension Horses Tech Box Talk Series, Four Stories with a Purpose. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Heine with Oklahoma State University. And today's guest is Dr. Danielle Smarsh uh, from Pennsylvania State University, who is the equine extension specialist there. And she is a returning guest to the program. So welcome, Danielle. Great to have you back. Thank you very much. It's great to be back. So we're going to be doing a fun topic today. So not down into the weeds with the science and all of the diseases and all that, but talking about riding horses abroad. So I'm guessing that means riding horses when you're, whether vacation or work, but not in the U.S. Is that right? Well, yeah, just outside your home country, right? Whether it's from the United States or somewhere else, like when you're traveling and getting to go ride horses in a new country. So where have you been that you've been able to ride abroad? So a couple places. Uh, my first experience was in New Zealand. I was there for a study abroad program years ago, and a friend and I went to go ride some horses there. Uh, so it was just two of us. We went out to this little farm in the South Island of New Zealand, uh, outside the Christchurch area. And they had, well, I remember my horse, it was a standard bread which I was excited because I'd never ridden a standard bread before, right? They're the ones that pull, you know, the carts. And it was interesting for a couple of reasons. One was that the tack I wasn't familiar with. I grew up riding English and the saddle, I still don't know. It looked like a cross between like a Western saddle and a dressage saddle. Like it had the pommel and like, but very long sides. So it was, the tack was not what I was used to in the United States. And, you know, we went trekking through just absolutely gorgeous countryside. So I think that's definitely one neat thing about riding horses abroad is that you get to see the country in a totally different way than you would, you know, on a bus tour or if you stay in the city, because you can get out to pretty remote areas. Um, And so we just had some beautiful pictures, scenery that even to this day, I I can picture right now talking to you what it looked like out there. Um, And so we got to ride with the horses. We stopped for tea time because it was New Zealand. (laughs) So he brought tea with him and and pastries again not something you normally do in the united states um and then we got to ride back and it was it was fun riding a standard bread because i had never ridden at a trot that fast before so. oh wow yeah so did you have to post or like how did you keep i going? yeah post or just two point because i'm like there's no way i'm sitting in that trot so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm that making the right now but nobody can see it. <laughs> yeah no i was just two point let's do it <laughs> So yeah, I guess New Zealand would be similar to the Australian stock saddles, right? I think that's what you were describing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, so it must be, yeah, I had never, as you know, a young student at that time had ever seen anything like that. So it was very interesting and, and just cool to see something different, you know? It was still a saddle, but just not what I had seen before. Yeah. All right, where else have you been? So I've also been, I've ridden in South Africa. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, so I did not do the fun, which I and I know some friends and colleagues did. Um, they went on a safari by horseback. I did not do that. I just did a, a trail ride with some friends. Uh, we were at, it was for a conference and there we were at a vineyard re- resort type place. And so we got to have horses and ride through the farms basically uh, in, in South Africa outside Cape Town. And nothing really, there wasn't anything crazy about the tack there. It's all seemed 
you know, I've seen, it seemed normal to me and the horses were just standard stock horses, but again, just to get out and about, you can go a lot farther on a horse than just walking yourself. So again, you could see parts of the, the farm and the countryside that there weren't any cars around. There weren't any people. You were just, you know, a group of four of you out on horses riding around the countryside. Um, so again, it was just beautiful scenery and just a fun experience. The horses were all great. I mean, you just didn't do anything crazy, but um, it was just a fun, relaxing way to kind of see the country from a new perspective. So, so I've only done a little bit of, of riding. Well, I've done a lot with, um, we used to do the AQHA horsemanship camps. And so we always rode horses and canes, but that's a, a little bit different story than actually kind of going out and about. But I'm picturing kind of what you've described versus when you go like on a trail ride where you rent horses, I guess, in the U.S., where it's very much like the, the head to tail kind of thing. Was that your experience where you've ridden? No. <laughs> So I say that also because um, we can talk about third experience. It wasn't me personally writing, but at least in New Zealand, it was just kind of, I mean, we were definitely not, because yeah, I've done the trail rides like out, out west of the United States where yeah, you're all on the line kind of going through the Rockies and you don't really ever go faster than a walk. We definitely went at faster speeds in other countries. Um, I don't know if there's just less legal issues or that's just kind of how they go. But in, like I said, New Zealand, we could go at whatever speed we felt like. Um, so if you wanted to canter gallop or do the fast trot of the standard ride you were welcome to do so with just the two of us it was very kind of do your thing there was a route for us to go but we didn't have to like stay you know single file yeah that was my experience um and I probably did the most loose stuff uh in Norway and they just don't have the same and again maybe it's the litigation that in the U.S. like you can't do anything but they were very much the same like you want to gallop the horse into the ocean okay (laughs) Yep. Yep. I never had the, that experience. Not that trail rides here. Again, but it's always so regulated. I don't think we ever were allowed to even trot um, on any of the trail rides here. Yeah, exactly. I had same experience uh, in Ireland uh, with students riding. They could do. They could go jump cross country. They could do whatever they wanted. It didn't really didn't really matter. So yeah, I don't. I guess there's really no rules or regulations. I was not riding another country, but I was in Austria and we were at a farm and the horses were just kind of like, you could walk freely among the, the pens and, you know, they had the minis, they were kind of herding through and it was like, just no problem. They were wandering loose around. You're like, this just seems not safe. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I have found in other countries, generally when you riding horses are being on some of these farms, that there's more freedom to interact with the horses. And ex- I mean, they do check, like they ask you if you have horse experience, but I suppose, I mean, that's about it. There's not a whole lot of beyond that so mm-hmm. yeah wow. yeah so I have to share so my experience and then I'll ask you um you know we'll give people some advice but um one of the things we got to ride horses when we were in Norway um got to you know ride them on the beach and the ocean and everything was super cool and then I actually took a trip with my mother and my aunt back to the same region in Norway that's actually where my family is from so we were meeting up with relatives etc so it was my um aunt or my mom, I can't remember whose dream it was to, to ride horses like on the beach. And so I used some of the personal connections I had to find somebody um, to, to bring us horses. And it was such a different experience. Like we met this person in the parking lot at a bus stop and got in their vehicle and drove with the horses. Like we wouldn't do that in the U.S. Just get into somebody's car, right? And drive away with them. And so from that perspective, it was completely different. 
um, we had to go pick up the horses and get them in the trailer. So we went got the horses. Um, and then she got them saddled up. And literally, she was like, oh, just ride this one. You're going to ride it in a halter to leave And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> because I've ridden a lot. But I just can't imagine, you know, in the U.S. again, like, oh, you'll be fine. Just ride them in a halter and a lead And it wasn't like this thing. I had to pull on it to steer it. <laughs> But yeah, just such a different laid back style to, to what we do. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I mean, again, I don't know. I mean, my few experiences of traveling abroad is the groups are much, it was always private groups, like two of us, four or five of us. And I've done trail rides out again in parts of the United States. It's like there could be 15 of you. You don't know everyone, right? Just kind of, so I don't know if that's just more typical in other countries, but um, yeah, it's been nice because it's small groups. So you could talk to the, the guides and talk to each other and have a lot of fun. So, and that was going to be my question. So I uh, managed to kind of hook some things up just because I had some family and friends in Norway, but if you are um, traveling abroad, do you have advice for people on how do you locate an opportunity to ride while you're there? Yeah. I mean, I think, and things have changed over the last 10, 15 years. So maybe how we found Royal Ways, the horses back then is different now, but I'd say certainly scout the area online ahead of time to see, um, you know, a lot of these companies have some sort of online presence to see um, what, what riding opportunities there are. If you happen to either know someone or can talk to, uh, you know, a, a travel person to help you with sorting out stuff, maybe if they're even maybe your hotel or where you're staying at, just ask for recommendations. Um, you know, if you're, you're going to be in places that aren't in the in the city right so this is you're expecting these as parts of the trip you're more in the countryside so when you're out there to just get recommendations you know as you said you're about your norway experience it, it triggered my memory like yeah new zealand same thing the guy came and picked us up like in his personal vehicle to take to the farm and that was just how it was done you're like okay we've never met um so i think just being open to the fact that like you know if you are traveling without a vehicle as many of us sometimes have to in a, in a country you know it is not atypical for the farm. You know, they're very, I, all the experiences I've had are positive, but you know, they might offer to come pick you up and just to be open to that option, you know, if, if that's a way to get to the farm. So I think just seeing what's available online and, and talking to either where you're staying um, or, you know, a, a local travel agency, they might have recommendations. Yeah, that's, a, that's probably the biggest thing is to be maybe more open-minded and flexible that they do operate just a little bit different than what we're used to. Yeah, absolutely. But I definitely highly recommend it. Again, it's just a fun, unique way to see whatever country you're visiting. Um, and again, if you can get a small group and talk with your guide, it's a great way to learn more about the country and the horses that you're riding um, and about the horse industry in that country. Yeah, absolutely. So I got to ride um, some Norwegian Fjord horses. So that was, you know, what else are you going to ride when you're in Norway, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But some gypsy banners, so some breeds that we just don't see a lot um, here in the U.S. Um, so it sounds like you got to do some different breeds as well when you were out and about. Yeah, and that's the great thing, too, is they're absolutely, depending on the country you're at, you might get certain breeds that you don't see as often in the United States, right? Um, you know, there have been countries where I've been to where I haven't had time to ride, and I regret it. You know, like I was in Iceland, Iceland and to not be able to ride some of the Icelandic ponies. I know. I didn't have time. I was only there for like 48 hours, but I, I would love to go back and do that. So there's certain countries where, the, you know, the, the breed that's native to that country, you could have the opportunity to interact with them more than you would in the States. So to yeah. take advantage of that. So I have to tell you my Icelandic uh, pony story. So we actually did get to ride those. Again, this was part of um, these really cool AQHA horsemanship 
programs where we would take college students and go teach horsemanship camps. So this was in Norway as well. So props to Norway for all of the best experiences ever. <laughs> Um, but they had arranged the surprise for us um, that we were actually going to go ride some of these Icelandic ponies, but they didn't want to ruin the surprise. And so um, we showed up for that day and I was wearing capris and like sandals and they were like, no, you want to change? And I was like, no, no, I'll be fine. This is fine. This is good time. They're like, no, 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 you should go change. And so they kept, kept arguing about changing. And so finally I acquiesced and I think I still have pictures where I was wearing capris, but at least I wore different shoes or something. Um, but it was so cool because they took us to a lesson barn that only had these Icelandic ponies. Um, so we, we got to ride and get them to do all their gates and things like that. It was the coolest experience ever, right? These really, really cool little ponies that have such a unique way of going. So um, yeah, seize the opportunity to do strange stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's again a now a regret of mine that I didn't do that in Iceland when I was there. I'm like, I should have done it. I should have made time, but I'll just have to go back, I guess. There you go. Well, I think you should. So, <laughs> all right. What are your other favorite highlights from from riding horses um, overseas? Um, well, one other one that came to mind as I, I was we were talking is in Peru, um, doing a hike. Uh, through the Andes, they had, uh, some of it was hiking on foot, but they also brought some horses so you could also hop on and ride parts as well. And so those little ponies in the Andes, they're, again, I don't know what breed they are, very stock, small, like quarter horses. And they just know their routes up and down the mountains. Like they don't need anyone to lead them. They just know the way to go up when you're riding them. And then you'll sometimes see the ponies coming back up the mountain with no riders and just kind of jogging up the path to get back to the top to bring up more people and it was just crazy how they were so well versed in their trail and some of the parts were quite steep and so you, you know when you're holding on to the horse and, and riding bits of the trail with them um harder to focus on the scenery and you're making sure you don't fall off but those ponies knew knew the routes to the mountains with the back of their head yeah. so are you hiking and then like a spare open pony goes by and you just jump on the pony is this how so where we were hiking there's no cars no vehicles you pack everything bring everything in so they had like ponies with all the supplies and then they have a couple ponies yeah like the two or three ponies with them as well to um to bring along that you could just again they'd hop on or if you got tired they're like we'll hop on the pony for a bit and ride the pony so because you're kind of like you're in the middle of nowhere so you you have to go there's no turning back so they bring yeah a, a string of ponies with them some to hold supplies and some that can, people can ride um so that kind of aid you to get through through the, the mountains so yeah wow and then they they just release the ponies to go back and forth so, yeah, some of the companies, they would, you know, they would, the guides, I guess, would bring the ponies back, right? Um, because as tourists, when we got to the end of the trail, right, there is eventually like a train or whatever, take you to the, whatever your next destination, but they have to get the ponies back to the start. So they would just walk them back through the mountains to take them back to where they started. So it was pretty wild. It, it really made you appreciate transportation um, when there's nothing there. Um, so yeah. So when you signed up to go on these hikes, did they like let you know there's no turning back? There's only oh, yes. yes, yes. It was it was quite the adventure. I <laughs> was it was amazing, but uh, yeah, when you it was a little daunting. Like this is it. You got to go forward, and that that's it. So yeah. Again, you get to take more risks in other countries than they let you do in the U.S. So. Yes, absolutely. So I'll have to share um, one of the coolest things um, and more from a historical perspective. Again, we were in Norway. So I've ridden horses other places, but the, this Norway thing was really cool. 
Um, so they had along the beach, right? So out to the ocean, um, they had all of these um, old bunkers that they used when they were defending against the Nazis. Really, really cool that all of these like World War II bunkers were along um, along the beach. Or maybe I got that wrong and that's actually after the Nazis conquered them and now the Nazis were defending Norway or like something like that. But it was definitely the bunkers with the machine gun holes uh, from World War II. Yeah, I don't know. I just was paying attention to the horse. <laughs> As you should, focusing on the horses. <laughs> what other advice do we have for people that are going to seek out the equine adventures overseas? Again, I'd say go for it. You know, the, the countries where I did it, I loved it. The countries where I didn't and had the opportunity, I regret it. So you should definitely, it, it's, I think it's, not that I've been to every country, but I have a feeling in most countries that you would think to go to, there's probably some sort of horseback riding you can do, right? Especially in, in Europe and, you know, Australia, New Zealand, these ones we've talked about. Um, so certainly research it and seek it out um, to find those opportunities to go ride. Some of them, you know, you could do maybe multi-day treks. Like you, I, I have not done a multi-day horse trek only, but there that is an option in some places. So if you love riding, um, I think it's a great opportunity. You don't always have to bring all of your riding gear with you, right? Every place I've been has supplied the helmets. Um, you know, if you've got at least like sturdy hiking boots or walking shoes, you kind of make do in a pinch. Yeah, it's not ideal compared to what you would traditionally wear to ride at home, but you only have so much space in packing. Um, so at least if you're wearing clothes, you don't mind getting a little dirty and, and feel somewhat comfortable in riding. I wouldn't let that stop you too much that you have to pack everything you normally would to go ride a horse at home. Yeah, great. They're great tips to always keep that in the back of your mind, no matter where you're at. You need to seek out the horses to have the really unique adventure. It sounds like you've been all over the globe on top of a horse at this point in time. Yeah. And I, I have plans to continue hopefully soon, right? Hopefully in the near future. What's the next continent? Um, so I know continent, but I'd love to go to like Morocco or Egypt, um, you know, see some Arabian horses over there. That would be really cool. Yeah. I think that's top of the list at the moment is, is okay. like Northern Africa. So we expect you to ride a long, long distance on some of these Egyptian <laughs> Arabians. <laughs> yeah. Or other, I don't know, do camels count? Can we count any riding any other animal? No, it's gotta be a horse. You can't go be okay. an animal rider. <laughs> <laughs> Well, uh, really appreciate your time visiting today. So kind of a fun, lighthearted topic. So yep, let's get out and ride and get out of the U.S. and have some fun. I agree. Have a good day. Yep, that's it. Tech Talk Talk.